friends, welcome once again to the Perfect Bound Podcast. This is a podcast all about anything and everything comic books and comics related, brought to you by the Panel Jumper and Comic Dungeon. My name is Ben. With me, as always, is Cole Hornaday. Hey, what do you want? <laughs> a I want podcast. You a, I want you to have a good time. Chris Casso. Hello. Let's back up. <laughs> and of course, Nicole M. Hi. Hey. How is everybody this fine evening? We're perking up. Frustrated. Frustrated. Flustered frustratedness. What did I say last week about raisins? What was that? I don't know. Oh. Raisins. Oh. Precious. No. Precious, Precious raisins? Like, you know. Praisins? Praisins. 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 Praise the suns. Praisins. Okay, that's yeah. sweet. Just, I just you know, kick-started this episode. We just recycled the well. last episode. And yeah. then so, uh, yeah. speaking of the last episode, Cole, we talked about what you did in the run-up to New Year's, <laughs> but what did you actually do on New Year's Eve? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Well, then you wanted I, to talk about it. I am an extroverted introvert, and I hit the wall at certain points where I'm just like, boom. No more humans. No more humans. Mm-hmm. Pe- my phrase is peopled out. I am peopled mm-hmm. out. Yep. So um, I went home. I, f- I finished running the <laughs> 2008 Mystery Science Theater gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Finished up with the last episode, which is Ator, which is a truly, truly awful film. But, you know, this new crew, Misty Crew, that they have on um, uh, Netflix, they're doing a fine job. I still <laughs> sometimes miss the voices of... Uh, even Mike, and I didn't care for Mike, and I, I really miss Joel because, you know, and as uh, Patton Oswalt reminds us, hey, this is our 30th year. I'm like, wow, <laughs> Mystery Science Theaters have been around for 30 years. That's extraordinary. That's and insane. gone through, what, this is the third generation of yeah. Mystery Science Theater. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. And that's what I did. And I watched cool. Mystery Science that's Theater, and I, uh, <laughs> I, think I, um, I think I watched a movie. Um, oh, I watched uh, Rogue One again. Oh, yeah, 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 Rogue One. I think we did the same thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. No we watched, way. I think so, yeah. Yeah? We watched it recently, either Christmas or... Oh, I think we did Christmas, never mind. What, watch which? I had to work it out. Rogue One Rogue or one. Misty? Oh. Rogue One, yeah. It, MST3K doesn't fly completely in my house, so... I'm afraid to watch the new ones. Is it kind of like you have a certain doctor, like Doctor Who, and like you can't go to the next one because there's all the different guys? I can respect that. That might be, um, yeah. Um, I guess so. The humor is still there. They they do a lot of callbacks to older shows right. and jokes, which mm. is which I, I appreciate. Watch out for um, snakes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Rock climbing. Rock climbing. Mitchell. Um, yep. Mitchell. That's my favorite. Yep. <laughs> um, but it does take some getting used to because they're not the voices that you're accustomed to. Right. And um, and there are it is a much more modern sentiment. And you've got um, Patton Oswalt as um, son of TV's, yeah, son of. TV's son of TV's Frank. Son of TV's... How's it go? <laughs> well, it's TV's uh, Frank, so is yeah. it son of TV's Frank? It's TV's son of TV's Frank. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. That makes sense. And then um, Felicia... Day. Day. Day who um, I'm getting accustomed to. She's just so sweet and charming. She's not very good at being a bad guy. She commits, but... You know, the, the her soul is not dark enough as an artist. It shines think, too brightly. It really <laughs> does. She's just I just still see this charming, charming. Is young... she a rainbow in the dark? Mm. Does nobody know Dio at the Give me table? another season. <laughs> I might be able to tell you. Am I the only metalhead here? Probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving uh, on. Yeah, I, I don't know Dio all that much, but I do I do appreciate some heavy metal. Um It's more like butt rock, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, what he's tiny, and he has a tiny kitchen. 
<laughs> what did you do? What did you do on New Year's Eve? Pass? You were working here. Right? Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay. You were, yeah. were you really? You were not. I can't remember anymore. Uh, we it's can't all stop working. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I teased that I had some exciting website news, and I do have some exciting website news. Uh, I've been looking to to migrate all of the Perfect Bound podcasts over to uh, the Panel Jumpers page, as opposed mm-hmm. to it just living on my own website because I'm a cheapo. <laughs> and um, and I finally did that. It's been a heck of a project, but it's all done. And wow. I've also I've also gone through and retroactively put in book reports on the oh, old episodes. Cool. Oh, wow. And it's all wow. searchable, so there's a search box. Dang. So if you want to be like, I want to know what episodes they talked about Tom King. Well, you just type Tom King into the search box and wow. boom. Dang. I want to know what list things of episodes. I did. How many man hours is that taking <laughs> you? I've not been counting because I do not want to know. It has not been sleeping either. Uh, And scotch? uh, Well, there's been a bit of, there's been a fair bit of bourbon, but I do hit a wall because after a certain point, I'm like, oh, I just can't focus. Um, So yeah, so check that out. It's, um, it's, it's, you can still go to thepaneljumper.com. It takes you to the new website. And also, if you are subscribed via iTunes or any other thing, you don't need to worry about it. It's still, even though the episodes are going to be posted to a new website the rss feed address is not changing so there's nothing the end user needs to do except go to pan, uh, perfectboundpodcast.com and check it out and uh now that i've talked about it i have to make sure it's actually done by <laughs> january 14th 2019 okay. so you have my word on that one well, i'm almost done i'm almost done. dangerous deadline good, for good done i'm in the good job i'm, I'm in tired. the home <laughs> i'm in the home stretch all right, so you know what I was doing? I was shaking things up. But you know who else is shaking things up? TKO <laughs> Studios. Oh, well done. Well yeah, done. so um, TKO uh, had a, uh, uh, they dropped, they burst onto Twitter, as uh, the New York Times put it, and said, we're going to be doing things a bit differently. Now, um, I read this article, and there's some bullet points, but Chris, do you want to just uh, lead us quickly through who TKO Studios are? Sure. Um as far as specifics, like the guys who started, I didn't bother to remember that. Sorry. Um, but so so here's the trick. Uh, they are not being carried through normal distribution methods, Diamond Comics. And that is both good and bad. Let me start with the bad real quick. I If I did not do what I do with the newsletter and searching the internets for stuff, I wouldn't have known they existed until yep. like the last possible minute. And I probably would have been like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but because like I, I heard rumblings about them like a good three to four weeks before this announcement. And then through another news site, they said, hey, you should probably go look at the Twitter feed. Then I was like, OK, whatever. And so they announced, like, yeah, we're not going through Diamond. It's just like, so, fine, okay. <laughs> so then I hunted them down, and I hunted down the person to talk to, and I talked to them, and it took them a while to get back to me. And they got back to me. And then I placed an order. So now we have their books. So, so what are their books, and what kind of formatting do they do? Yes. So um, <laughs> they the, the trick to their announcement that they're going to do things differently is that uh, besides distribution, they are going to release all their books in all the possible formats at the same time. So the Netflix of comics. The Netflix of comics. Because people like binging. <clears throat> exactly. And that's their whole sales point. Yep. On their Instagram, they had a guy do a video and he was just like binging. Um so 
For example, they have a new book by Garth Ennis and Steve Epting called Sarah. You can order it digitally from their website right off the bat for um, essentially $2.50 an issue. Or you can order a box set of the single-issue comics, all six issues in a nice handy box set. Or you can order the trade paperback. You could choose exactly what you prefer right off the bat. Um I have a question about that. Yeah, yeah. If you could buy the trade, why would you buy the single issues if they all come out on the same day? Because some people hate trades, and some Fair people enough. prefer single issues. All right. Um, it's them trying to cater to both of those crowds. Mm-hmm. Just trying uh, to please everybody. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Um, and then, you know, the digital. So the same question is, why would you even bother if you could get it digital? Exactly. And it's cheaper, you know? Um, because the cost of the single issues in the box set is $25. The cost of the trade is $18, and the cost of the singles is whatever six times 2.50 is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love computer <laughs> calculator <Yeah>. watch. <laughs> yeah, you had Phantom one of those. Um, so, yeah, that's it's, it's an interesting idea. Um, and we ordered a bunch, and I'm pretty much sold out already. And I ordered really? high. Now, the thing is, I did fish hard with my customers. I sent a, a newsletter, told the whole spiel, and I got some really good feedback from people. And I got people who wanted both the singles in the box sets and both the trades. Um, so we got to see what they all look like. And the box sets are nice and fancy. Um, they everything There's is pictures online, Cole. Yeah, and I could show you one after this. Yep. Um, I was just wondering if you had them up in the store. Behind you. Directly behind you, yellow box, fearsome Dr. Fang. Oh, right, yep. right. Yep. So is that the only way you can buy the singles? Yes, okay. in a box set. Yep. Because so. they are a larger format than your typical current comics, and I was going to ask if they fit into any of the standard sleeves and boards you or bags and boards that you sell. We haven't opened any boxes yet, so I can't confirm or deny anything. <laughs> right, well, uh, if, they, if they come in a box, you probably don't even I, need to do that. Yeah. I would assume they're kind of similar to Barrier by Brian K. Vaughn in yeah. that way, in the oversized that they will fit, but they may stick out a bit. Yes. Okay. Um, they're also, uh, I think from what I saw in the video, very nicely produced. Um, so they're, they're hardier, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the trades are also a little bit taller than normal. They got an extra two inches on top and, uh, yeah, very nicely produced. Good, uh, good paper stock. Um, they look good. Yeah. Just looks good. So, but, oh, go ahead. Uh, Just high-end comics through different channels. So comic book stores can order directly. Um, It was pretty easy. They shipped them to us at the speed of light. Um, I mean it, like within two days, within a day almost, uh, FedEx came in with the box. And I'm like, what? So that was going to be my question. Since you can't order them through Diamond, is this more work for you to go through and order these books separately, even though there's a benefit of... Not having to deal with diamond and getting them quickly and having someone to talk to? Technically, yes. Um, It takes a little bit more focus. It takes a little bit more tracking. I have to program everything when they come in by hand. There's no software that just brings them in when I bring an invoice in. Um, So that just takes a little bit of extra focus, you know, away from everything is is centralized in my diamond hub. Um, but if it's worth it, it's worth doing it. We now order directly from Scholastic, from First Second Press, uh, from Random House. Mm-hmm. 
um, because they give better discounts. Now, the problem is when there's damages, it's actually a little bit more difficult to return anything. And thankfully, nothing was damaged this time. Yay. So, fingers crossed. This time. This time. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Are they putting more care into how they ship things than, say, Diamond would? Uh, it didn't feel like there was much more care. Okay. Yeah. Um, but everything was just hardier. Again, the box sets actually look like they can take a hit, you know, a little bit. We'll see. Um, it was shipped by FedEx too instead of UPS. Maybe that made a difference. I don't know. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting new model. Uh, we'll see if they survive. We'll see what their release schedule is. There's four books on the initial release. It's, uh, Garth Ennis's Sarah. It's the fearsome Doctor Fang, it's Good Night Paradise, and it is the Seven Deadly Sins. I forgot the name of all the creators associated with all those other books. Um, <laughs> Go to the show notes at yeah. panelgemper.com and I'll list them. You can read the first issue of things for yes. free as well, so you can preview the material before you buy. Yep. If you, if yeah, I had a couple customers immediately get back to me on the email, and they're like, "There's just no way I can try the first issue," and it's just like you can go to their website. It's just TKO Presents com i think and uh you can read the entire first issue or just look at the thumbnails of the first three pages of each issue and uh, so that is nice you can get a good sampling of exactly what you're about to consume um the next wave of books feature a uh new sci-fi series by um jeff lemire um, that actually looks really interesting. It's about basically there's like a, a giant ship and all the adults have died and the artificial intelligence on the ship has to raise all the children. Um, and there's also a new book by Roxane Gay mm -hmm. who did the World of Wakanda. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're, they're reaching out to a lot of interesting creators, you know, some established names, some big names, some new people, you know, it's just so... I just don't know if they're going to release quarterly or twice a year or what the schedule is yet. So that's the other thing is you have to track if people want to pre-order yes. something. There's nothing that we can put in our system to then say this person wants the new Jeff Lemire book. I created an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, it's hey. just personal tracking. That's yeah. Great. yeah. So TKO is, uh, was the creation of Salvatore Simeon, who they say is from the tech industry, and C. Chun. Uh, who is a film and TV writer, producer, and director. So it sounds like they got a couple of heavy bank, heavy money guys yeah. creating this. Sishin uh, is the guy who wrote The Fearsome Dr. Fang, or is a co-writer at least. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. It says here that he's always wanted to uh, tell stories. He's always wanted to uh, create comic books. Uh, nowhere does it say what TKO stands for. I just assume it stands for Total Knockout. Mm -hmm, probably. Boxing term. Yeah. Um, so, so... There's, they say we're going to shake things up. Aside from creating more work for you and, <laughs> and bringing in, like, somehow pulling in heavy hitters like Arthenis and Jeff Lemire, are they, do you see them shaking the industry up? Like, is this going to be a trend? If, if the idea of releasing everything at the same time is picked up by other publishers, that's the shakeup mm -hmm. that I can envision. Um, if that creates, if, 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 Image and Dynamite and Boom and everybody else are like, oh, okay. 
they made how much money in the first quarter? Do they maintain that uh, momentum in the next quarter? Mm -hmm. Then they might be like, maybe we need to do that now. You know, maybe we get everything out at the same time. Because there have been uh, experiments with the model. There have been Marvel and DC have done things where let's do a weekly series. And on the week of the last issue, the trade comes out. And they don't do that often, but like it's a thing you can do. Um, I'm sure Marvel and DC would like to figure out, like, maybe we don't have to print everything because the sales aren't great across the board. Maybe we just get the digital copies out and say you can order the trade at the same time. And they've been doing that where they digital first and then uh, release a trade. Yeah. Marvel's been doing that. Yeah. yeah. So they're, you know, they got their toes in the water. Mm -hmm. So we'll, you know, if this does a thing, it did a thing for us on the first week. I did not order super high on shelf copies. I ordered what I thought was very uh, generous on some of them. and But the trick is, before the shipment arrived, I had another wave of pre-orders from late customers because it was a holiday weekend. And so they, they ate all my shelf copies up. <laughs> um, so certain things didn't even make it to the shelf. Mm. So this next reorder I do, which I'll have to do one in a week or so, um, will... We'll see how that goes once that arrives. Yeah. Um, we ordered some for corner as well. We'll see yeah. how those do. Mm -hmm. And uh, but yeah, if they if they, I, I'm going to be reviewing Garth Ennis's Sarah soon. If they can produce more things consistently like that, then they have a real chance of doing a thing. Cool. Don't know what thing is, <laughs> but it's a thing. But we'll find out thing. So, yeah. All right. Any final thoughts on TKO from anybody? It's nice that someone's trying. It's a little worrisome that it's at this point of the most saturated part of our history. Um, yeah. There's just enough room for things to be kind of like, oh, that was, um, okay, whatever. There's 50 other things out by other publishers now. Right. So uh, we'll see if they become just so much static noise in the background. Right. Yeah. All right. Cool. And moving on, we are introducing another segment. Uh, some long-term listeners of the show might actually uh, know what this is. This is a segment we like to call Stumblebound. And why, pray tell, Ben, do we call well, it Stumblebound? This is this is where, uh, so there, there's a bit of a backstory to this, uh -huh. because um, we recorded a couple episodes a couple weeks ago, like three episodes a couple weeks ago, and then it turns out that we're not going to be able to get together again for quite a while, so to keep regular content on the, um, to, keep, to keep pushing regular content out, uh, we, uh, Chris... And Cole and I get together and we record a segment where we 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 drink alcoholic beverages mm -hmm. and we're, this time we're eating pizza. We didn't eat pizza last time. Right. Yeah, that will slow down the alcohol right. just a bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's, we learned something about yeah. our yeah. on my so, consumption so of booze. I would say now here's one thing. I would say that amongst the majority of podcasts out there that focus on comic books. Um, alcohol is probably involved. You know, yeah. I'm sure it's just a bunch of dudes sitting around their table, drinking booze, doing Jaeger shots, talking about their favorite Spider-Man. We don't do that here. We, uh, we're all very, very... Um, <laughs> we're already incoherent to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't need that assistance. Yeah. Um, also, Nicole doesn't drink, so we, we want to respect that. And so since she's unable to be here today, then that's when we, we bust out the... Uh, the, the drinks and we, we record this segment called Stumblebound. While the cat's away, the drinky McDrinker mice. And what will do play. we have the drink today? Well yeah. today, so yeah. we all we all brought a six pack of beer. I brought um a, a nice day IPA from a local brewery, a local being in Bremerton, Washington called Silver City. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite um breweries. 
And it's only because they advertise once on the sports radio show I listen to. But also they have this like matte finish aluminum that feels really good in your hand. Um, Chris, what Ooh, yeah. did you bring? Uh, Stella Artois. Because he's classy that yes, way. He's fancy. All right. And Cole, what about you? I had, uh, at your behest, actually, because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a dark porter type of person, uh, Red Hook IPA, yeah. Long Hammer. Long Hammer. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff. That's uh, established in Seattle, Washington as well, back in uh, the dark ages of 1981. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the Red Hook Brewery used to be in Fremont, mm-hmm. just down the street from where we do the Panel Jumper that's Live. Right. That's right. It's now Theo Chocolates. Yep. And if we run through all this, I got harder stuff just hiding okay. in the story. I don't think yeah. we are going yeah. to run through all this. We so could. Anyway. It's possibility, man. I think you need to be it, open to possibilities. Well, see, the idea was we were going to start. We were going to start. We were going to drink a can or a bottle of what we each brought, and then switch. And Chris right. is already on his second bottle. Dang. So <laughs> catch up to me, man. He's had a he's had it's a hard day. Red Hook there, pal. He's been he's been a uh, he's been in the store for about eleven hours now. Yep. So yeah, something like that. He deserves a break. So anyway. So, yeah. So that's a, that's that's what this is. Stumblebound is where we get kind of sloppy, and uh, the um, the subjects are just sort of you know we sort of make them up, but it's basically to fill content instead of putting out like a five minute episode. Do you remember we once we did spitball a little bit about uh, Chris and I doing drunk comic book history? Oh yeah, yeah. Was yeah, that yeah, just something yeah. that might have just been mentioned briefly? Oh, while I, I kind of liked that idea, but then see, as I think the, the more I thought about it, the more frightened <laughs> I became. Well, the problem for me would be that it would take a certain amount for me to get drunk enough for it to be amusing, and I might die. Oh, that's not true. I might die at <laughs> that's that not point. Even remotely true. But I've seen I've seen drunk history, and I've seen like two episodes, and in each episode, the person telling the story has vomited, and I'm like, I do mm. not want that to happen. I don't remember the that. Yeah, I, I, I watched yeah. the most of the first season, um, and was in one of those two it. first episodes, yeah? somebody somebody okay. pukes. All right, I'll have to trust you. Anyway, we promise not to do that anyway, here. No, gosh, no. <laughs> so, uh, so before so before we started rolling, we were talking about the current crop of superhero movies coming out, and how um, some people still go see superhero movies for um, pleasure, but some, like our, our our dear friend Chris here, sees them for homework because he works in the pop culture industry, and people take a front when they, he doesn't see a movie. Yeah, there's there's times where certain people like are like, oh, have you seen Into the Spider-Verse yet? And I'm like, I just haven't had any time. And they're like, what? How dare you? Like, isn't that your thing? Shouldn't you just automatically be there? And I'm like, I'm sure. I've gotten that feedback, yeah. especially since we started, Ben and I did, you know, started our project uh, that is the umbrella of Panel Jumper everything. And people do expect that of me, too. And I have, and what I don't think they anticipate is that I, I have very strong tastes about and opinions about things, and you don't want to hear them sometimes. <laughs> um, I've spoken out about many uh, films and TV and film and TV properties that I find to be really distasteful and I don't like, and people don't share that opinion, which is great. I would not mind at all discussing it with them, but it's like, I'm sorry to disappoint you that I have an opinion or that I don't have time. Mm. I think that's the frustrating thing. It's like, no, actually, I don't have time. Right. Um, uh, people do get upset when you don't like or haven't seen something that they really love. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they, and I think it's probably they're looking for a connection with you, which. Uh, yeah. I fail to recognize. They're also a lot looking of for validation to a certain point. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 that is the subtext of what I say. Mm. I, I, I totally agree with you. See, yeah. I always have to, mm-hmm. I have to try and scan the person first because mm-hmm. there's times where I'm like, it might be quicker for me to just like not fall down that trap. Uh-huh. 
And because uh, I've, I've had a couple times where I've told somebody my opinion on something oh. and I could see I kind of broke them a little bit oh. and, or made them sad. And it was like, ah, it's not my intent, but hmm, okay. And then I, then, then some, depending on the person, they might be willing to listen about it and mm-hmm. learn or, mm-hmm. you know, figure out like why I felt this way about a thing. But also because I'm in a store, sometimes the interactions have to be quick. Yeah, so absolutely. sometimes I'm like, maybe I'll just spare the person, you know? A, forgive me if I'm misremembering, but it seems to me there was um, that you were challenged when Wonder Woman came out. Because you did have opinions, but in the main, the opinion was this film is a success. Yeah. It gives agency to to women and these voices, and um, and it was it was, and you couldn't have a descending opinion about a film, even though it was it's successful on so many levels. I felt in general, I just had to tell people like, yes, it yeah. was fun. You right. know, like I find I find the way that's least compromising to me, and <laughs> just be like, yes, I understand why you like that. And uh-huh. I think you and I shared those um, negative aspects, but. Um. Yeah, I, I, you know, I haven't been back to see Wonder Woman since. It's like there were there were things about it I loved, but I also don't. And it's no secret that I am not fond of the DC films at all. Sure. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel that they work. I feel like they are pandering a lot of the time, um, and they play to the lowest common denominator, and they don't have to. And that's one of the things that's always bothered me. The, the issue with Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman film in in particular, I find is that. Um, and this might just be my paranoia, but the the um, oh, put it back in my bucket. The um, <laughs> if you are a guy mm-hmm. and you say I have issues with Wonder Woman, which mm-hmm. was such a, a an empowering film sure. for so many, yeah, that can be taken the wrong way. Absolutely. That's why I loved uh, Nicole hated that movie. <laughs> so you know what? I don't know if we've ever really talked about that. I was no, really it amazed was that we yeah. didn't like yeah. focus she on didn't, it, but she didn't want to go into the details, which yeah. I respect. Yeah, because we wanted to avoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 See, my my I, I understand all the I strengths didn't of it. Hate it. No, nope. <laughs> I understand all the strengths of it. It's just that uh, it fell apart at the editing for me a couple times. Yeah. And it also was was too much like a sequel to Captain America, because it was too much like Captain America. Well, but anyway, the the just if we're going to stick on Wonder Woman for a bit, the the ridiculousness of setting it during World War One made no sense, because the character originally came about during World War Two, and and there was the, the the vibe I heard the the reasoning I heard at first I thought oh that's a clever idea because uh, there the the producer's uh, notion was we want to set this story in a more ambiguous time of war mm. but what did they do make them into Nazis they essentially. made the Germans yeah. into Nazis so it made no sense <laughs> at all and then it's like then it became more transparent it's like oh you want to you don't want this to be set in this people to confuse this with your Captain America movie except you still had a blonde blue eyed guy named Steve uh, fly up plane and save the world by crashing that plane so nice yeah. try yeah well <laughs> yeah. you know what let's remember and then you need to stop and remember these are not developed from tremendous great works of literature folks right these were <clears throat> disposable forms of entertainment and they were poaching from one another left and right and and then lo and behold the test of time has proven that these this characters like captain america and wonder woman have sustained but you know what their origins are pretty Pretty basic. I, I thought and not necessarily original. I thought that maybe um, they had put Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman movie, in World War One, so that they can then put her in historical events afterwards. You know, sure. 
Um, but they totally skipped the whole budget history when landed <laughs> yeah, right yeah, in that, 1984. I mean, I yeah. Until they released the title of the new film, I would have bought your theory. It's like, yeah, we can we can work her into more historical events. World War II, yeah, gonna we're be during World War II. We're World just gonna three, skip the Vietnam. Yeah, or, no, Korea, the Korean War would be yeah. before that. Yep, that would be cool. But so, yeah, that's... no, instead we go straight to Orwell. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> Uh, that reminds me because you know we're we're um, ripping on DC right now. I actually had a um, uh, my late one a one of a, a good friend of my lady friend actually gave our podcast a shot, mm-hmm. um, you know, because he's a decent fella, and I actually have a weird history with this guy. Um, Are you going to go into that? I can. He <laughs> was my roommate's friend about twenty years ago, and okay. I actually met this fella. Oh, um, about uh, like just offhand, twenty years ago, mm. don't remember him, but like he and he and uh, my lady friend were talking he at one remembered point. Remembered you, and uh, the, he found out a thing about me, and it's like, oh wait a minute, did he used to? I think I know that guy. Huh. So, um, so yeah, so but Dan, I'm gonna yeah. use his name, okay, because I want him to start listening again. Dan, I'm yeah. gonna give you this episode. I want you to start listening again. Um, d- listen d- d- during the show in a, a point of time when we were just ripping on DC hard like every episode because they couldn't seem to do much uh, right as far as not just our taste movies were really yeah. movies were concerned. But yeah, I meant to ask you, was it more about the comics or the movies? I think it might have been more. Well, I don't know. I want to say it was about the comics, but I know that he loved Batman v Superman. Maybe I won't send you this because <laughs> none of the none of us really like that movie. So I was gonna no, say like no. if you, if you because unfortunately you hit us during that that arc and the thing is yeah. I always have this argument that Marvel and DC are like the old WWF and WCW, sure. where for a year one of them's great and the other one sucks and then yeah. you wait a year and it flips around because we spent a whole year or more dumping on Marvel because yeah. Marvel pisses me off every day. Uh-huh. Um, but when it comes down to the movies, uh, maybe maybe we can't find that common ground as much because. Uh, well, I just yeah. want to just want to say to Dan and to anybody out there who <clears throat> thinks it's our job to just to just you know rain on your parade if you consider no. yourself a Marvel person or a DC person, we bitch about everybody. Mm-hmm. We do, um, but we also shower love. We do, and, and I get crabby and you know flustrated. <laughs> um, but I also try to look for the good. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting at this table with some of my best friends. Right. There must be um, some joy yeah, in yeah. somewhere. Uh, well, the thing, that that, joy. the thing about Marvel, the, the Marvel DC schism, is that was you know partially created by the, the two respective corporations. But also, it does. Chris is right. It goes in cycles. Yeah. Um, but I would argue <clears throat> that they are longer cycles. And maybe as as we uh, spin toward the next century, <laughs> those cycles are faster. But yeah. you know, when I was a, when I was a kid, it was uh, you know having read comics from the seventies to the present. Uh, in the seventies, uh, uh, Marvel was the sixties uh, and seventies. Marvel was the comic book that spoke to the youth of America. Yeah. And DC was failing, and their sales were awful. And I could not pick up a DC comic because I thought it was boring and and stale and it felt like it was one of my it was my dad's comic book superman was my dad's comic book yeah and it was boring and then they took some major risks and they changed the face of comics and marvel was stuck holding that you know holding that bag and they didn't and they didn't pull themselves out of it i can't think of i don't think that marvel in my mind i don't think marvel pulled themselves out of that creative slump until the uh marvel's kurt busaic uh alex ross uh, book 
the miniseries that 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 created this uh, hyper real um, interpretation of the Marvel universe and recalibrated it for everybody. Is this before or after the bankruptcy sell off and it was the nineties? This is before, okay. a little bit before. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It felt like they kind of got a little bit of an idea of going back and respecting the past and mm-hmm. being less extreme, mm-hmm. less uh, Rob Liefeld, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, because you started getting a wave of things after that, like Mark Wade doing uh, his Captain America run, mm-hmm. and and like getting back to the idea of it's okay for these people to be heroes, and not murderers. Um, totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah. It's then then the switch happened again. Oh, I'm just trying to. I, I don't think we'll be able to map this the switching here. Um, no, I think but, you're yeah. doing a great job. <laughs> then, but then came the the image um, the, exodus. Yeah, yeah, the image exodus, and then. Um, and publishers thought that that's what comics are supposed to look like because those are going to make money. Mm-hmm. And and Rob Liefeld and T- Todd McFarlane, Mark Silvestri, um, Eric Larson, and they all took off and and they and they made their motivations were relatively sound. But you kind of got to look back now on what that image superhero universe looked like yeah. and what they're trying to accomplish because there was not a lot of originality there. No. And I'm really kind of, um, uh, and, the, and the fact that Todd McFarlane is once again going to be rebooting his Spawn franchise with a new animated, it's a new anim, is it animated? Uh, I think it's a new live action. Is it? Live yeah. action Spawn? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a new life action. Which I have no opinion on that one way or the other. About. I really couldn't. You know what I want? You know what I want? You know what I want? I want Spawn to be so freaking hot that I can finally move the 300 Spawn books and toys that I have no freaking use for anymore. Sorry, I, thought you, I thought you wanted them to be hot as and sexy. Um, <laughs> the, uh, there's no. a quote from no. be, uh, from uh, McFarlane about the new movie where mm-hmm. he's basically saying, like, it's going to be dark and gritty. There's oh, going to be nothing happy about this movie. And it, didn't he say it's going to be the best comic book movie ever made? Did he, he say said that? Something, oh. that he said was, something gratuitous like that. That was said about Batman v Superman, too. Oh. Uh, somebody from DC or Warner Brothers said this is going to be the greatest comic book movie. Well, they kind of have to say that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Their I know. overlords will uh, yeah. will come down on them if they don't say it. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we tangented pretty well there. They yeah, no, good. that's the point yeah. of this. Um, we've all kind of moved on. I've moved on to the uh, Red Hook IPA. I was looking at the ABVs of these beers, and um, the Red Hook has a 6.2%. I think the Nice Day IPA is 5.5. And the Stella is coming in at a 5 so we're pretty we're, we're decent here. We could we could sustain this for a while. I mean, if these were like seven eight percent beers, we'd be on our knees by the end of this uh, first yeah, couple. Of we're days. full of a whole yeah. bunch of bread and uh, yeah. we are and cheese uh, right we, now. We, we, we ordered some uh, we ordered some pizzas <laughs> and from nuts. What from, from, are the nuts on the pizza? A uh, cashew. So That's right. Cashews Jet City Jet, Pizza. Yeah, we ordered yeah. some pizza from Jet City Pizza. So they have beer batter. This is an advertisement for Jet City right now. <laughs> uh, beer batter crust pizza. We're accepting sponsorships. And and uh, one of them has jalapeno and cashews and other things. And well, you kind of got me intrigued by the, was it Mandarin oranges and what? The Mandarin oranges and cashews and is cashews. what I would always order All with right, John well, next here. Next time, that's what we're doing. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, 
I'm peaked. So my, if my the, interest so, is peaked. Uh, and they're in here in Wallingford? No, they're in Fremont? Wedgewood. Wedgewood. Oh, really? Wedgewood. All right. So yeah, Wedgewood is uh, somewhere around here. Yeah. They they don't <laughs> deliver the Ballard, but they deliver here. So I always take the opportunity when right. I can. They're on the they're on the U District side of I five. So, but mm-hmm. we're basically right next to the freeway. In case you want a, some uh, uh, Seattle geography lesson for if you don't <laughs> live around town. So uh, I'm gonna say yes. Uh, do we have any other uh, any other thoughts on? Well, we were um, talking about. Um, I think that the, the, the point of departure on this one was I had said, I'm just kind of burnt out on the Marvel movies. That's the right. Superhero movies. I right. don't get excited about them. Um, mm. I didn't make it to Ant-Man and Wasp in the theater. And that was the first one I didn't. Yeah, I here. thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a sweet little movie. I was really happy I watched it. Yeah. I'm not I'm being genuine. But I I have I keep forgetting that Aquaman is in the theater. Mm-hmm. I, I do I don't care. Now is it is this your apathy towards superhero movies in general or your a lack of respect for what DC is doing in the cinematic universe. A little bit of booze. Okay. Yeah. Column A, uh, column B. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> that being said, I thought um, Into the Spider-Burse was inspired and um, I have I don't think I have anything critical to say about that movie. Okay. Um, it won a Golden Globe, didn't it? Yeah. yeah believe, like best so. animated feature. Um, f- you know, for years, filmmakers, particularly those not familiar with, ha- with how a comic book uh, visual storytelling logic works, like with the first um, Hulk movie. No, Ang Lee. Uh, yeah, who just didn't get it. <laughs> In Spider-Man, uh, Into the Spider-Verse is the first time I felt like I was seeing a comic book on screen because it used it used speed lines and and um, right. an icon imagery and even narrative devices lifted from the print story within the images, within the storytelling. They didn't linger on it. It was just there. You knew what it was. But I felt like I was watching a moving comic book, and that was really, really fun and intriguing and I actually really I I need to go back and see that film. I had nothing. And and here's the other thing is that I never read any of those 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 particular Spider-Man comic books. Mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know Spider Gwen. I kind of know Miles from reading some of the. Um, uh, I wanted to say Ultraverse. That's not Ultim- right. Ultimate. Ultimate. <laughs> yeah, I read some of those because I knew that was it was that was a big deal to have a a, a, a young kid of color being Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but all told, I was not familiar with those characters. Thoroughly enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I could have done if I have any criticism. Okay, I got a little bit. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay. So I would have been, uh, I would have been uh, probably more deeply engaged if it was just about Peter, Miles, and Gwen. Because I actually, I don't feel like the other characters that they, the other you know universe multiverse characters they introduced, we really got an opportunity to care about them. No, they just serve the purpose to to uh, enhance the idea that there's more of them, got and it. also to make more toys. So okay, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But mm-hmm. um, I I was pretty engaged in the three principal characters and and loved them very much and wanted to see more of them. So all right, <clears throat> cool. I haven't seen it yet. Uh oh, no spoilers. Um, no, I don't think I don't. You, you, yeah, have I been ruining it for you? No, no yeah, I thought you'd seen it. I haven't oh, man. seen it. I'm a terrible person. You know what I did see recently? What? Um, uh, my lady friend and I have been going and revisiting all the Batman movies. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. took us Cole knows us because Cole and I had dinner the other day. And um, and uh, uh, it took us like we 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 very energetically watched Batman, and then Batman Returns, 
And then we we're like, oh, no, not Batman Returns, Batman. What's the second one? Batman. Can you go back yeah. and reframe this? Is that he and uh, is that uh, Ben and Blair are going back and rewatching all the Batman movies? All the Batman. Now, yeah. what, we didn't watch the 1966 Batman movie oh. with Adam West because I forgot it existed okay. when we started this. <laughs> it, it. It, 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 you are. It, I want. I want to say you're behooved. You are obligated. Be, uh, beholden. You are beholden. Thank yeah. you. That's the word I need. Yeah, you really should because uh, is that the I one want... where he's trying to get rid of a bomb? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you just can't get rid of a bomb. I and, think I've seen and shark repellent. Oh yeah. And the bat shark okay, repellent. Of course I've and, seen this movie. Yes. And because uh, I can't, we're getting off the beam because I want yeah, it to be about yeah. Ben here. Okay. But um, <laughs> it doesn't need to be about Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't remember how how it went down. It was the the TV series. With the first season, the TV series was so explosively popular that they pushed the movie, or the movie was going to pre precede the TV series. I can't I remember know. how it goes. I don't know. We need to ask Tom Stewart. He would know uh-huh. all those facts. Okay, Tom, yeah. if you're listening, write yeah, in perfectboundpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so Tom you made it things. to pass the second one. Okay, so so yeah. we watched yeah. we watched the two Tim Burton movies. That's so it's Which Batman. I haven't seen for like probably twenty years. Batman, Batman, Batman is awesome. I love I love mm-hmm. me some some Tim Burton's Batman. Um, Batman Returns, which has uh, Christopher Walken, Michelle, uh, Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman, and, and Billy D. Williams. No, no, Danny DeVito. Is Billy D. Williams Penguin. is in the first one. He plays Harvey Dent yeah. in the very first yeah, one. Okay, okay. And I was and like, that is going to be so interesting <clears throat> to yeah. have a black Harvey Dent, and then that never happened. And then that didn't right, happen. Right. Yeah. Um, and I forget why, but there's there's a reason. It's not just like, oh, screw Billy D. Williams. We want Tommy Lee Jones. We want another three name actor. Well, you <laughs> had a you had. Um, Joel Schumacher rewriting the franchise. Yeah, so 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 we watched the first the first two Tim Burton movies like really off the bat, and then it took us a few months to drum up the energy to watch Batman Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's been about a year, and we finally <laughs> watched Bat because I want to get to the Christopher Nolan movie, so we decided to just bite the bullet and just watch Batman forward. and Robin, yeah. which I had never seen before. Mm. And so it was. Um, it was a, such a silly movie. And I read in the IMDb trivia section that when Joel Schumacher was directing that movie, he would shout from like the director's chair with a bullhorn, like right before he would yell, "Action! Remember, this is a cartoon." And Christopher Donnell says that was really distracting mm-hmm. because you know they're good actors: George Clooney, Chris O'Donnell, Arnold Schwarzenegger, to a degree. You know. They're good actors. I appreciate you add that to a degree at, well, our, at Arnold. Schwarzenegger plays Schwarzenegger in every yes, movie. He's yes, in. So, yes. But he, he's a good ice man. Yes. And I was, I was just, I, I was sad that there wasn't somebody calling him an ice hole because there's <laughs> the movies should have been in there. So full point. of puns. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But 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 it was a cartoon. It it, it was like right. Yeah. No. They had like ben, it, it wasn't a cartoon. noises when it people was slipped. One big glamorous drag show. <laughs> Everybody was dragging in that, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was dragging himself. Arnold Schwarzenegger knew exactly what like kind of movie watching. he was in. Oh sure. He yeah. Was, he, he was having he fun. He was full of glee. But yeah. watch it like you're watching a drag show. You're watching a cabaret drag show, and then the movie makes sense. Has anybody done a cabaret drag show of that? Well, they should. Yeah, they should because <laughs> I, I saw the X Men one that was at the uh, Annex a little. Yeah, Days yeah. of Future Ass. Yes, that one. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I missed that one uh, yeah. because I I know they were because we're, Ben and I are always no <laughs> I'm always looking for burlesque talent for the live show <laughs> and um I'm sidebar I'm really blessed right now because people are coming to me nice. as opposed to having to hunt them down um, but yeah there was a there's are there are tons of burlesque artists in town now who would do comic book themed and they had a whole X Men themed show right you know and and actually I think. Um, 
Verdi Germain, who did her uh, Kitty Pride piece yes. for the live show, um, did mm-hmm. it again. She did it for did that. Yep. Okay, yeah, that right. was her. Right. I remember seeing that. And, uh, Excellent. The the best out of all of them. I mean, they were all they were all fun, but the best one was their Professor X. She was amazing. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah. She uh, she did it uh, from a wheelchair, and she was fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I have that see, performer was actually mm-hmm. uh, in a wheelchair. Yeah, yes, I remember yeah. that. I remember yeah. that. Um, I, was it an annex or? Um, um, theater off Jackson. It was Annex. There was, was a, there was one at Annex okay. because yeah. I remember that that was a thing because Annex right. is not ADA accessible. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, but uh, my friend Shimona brought me the program and said, "I want you to hold on to this because there are artists in this that you, I want you to reach out to yeah. for your live show." So I have. I did not see the show. I have the program pinned to my wall in my. In All my right. Office. So anyway, if you're a burlesque performer <laughs> out there and you have a troop of people you perform with, do a, uh, a Schumacher era Batman that and Robin so review, <laughs> and we'll come see it, and maybe it'll wash the bad taste of that movie out of our mouth. <laughs> Let's wrap this up for today, friends, okay. because we're running a little long. Yep. Thank you for listening and uh we will see you next week <laughs>